0: Okay, let's get started for this year's Tarshish Mishpatim, Chavishkolam, Tavshin, Ayin, Gimel. As we begin, and just to uh, to start to uh to include all of our OU listenership and family out there, uh exciting news in uh in Beit Shemesh is that we have broken ground on our for our shuls. So if anybody wants to uh take a look and be part of it, feel free to visit the website nofeashmesh.com or nofeashmesh.org. And uh, feel free to watch the video and be part of Bez Hashem, the center where the parsha will continue Bezrat Hashem to take place um, from the new building Bezrat Hashem. Okay, let's get into Parshas Mishpatim, and we start off with a small thought from Rebbe Bunim, a detail. As we start Mishpatim, many of us sigh, many of us say, from Bracious through Yisro, it's been a great run. It's a great Agatha, great stories, and now comes a totally different part of the Torah. But we have to try to do our best, and there is what to talk about in every single Parsha of the Torah to glean the messages, to read in between the lines, to read in between the lines and appreciate the many, many mitzvahs that are left in the Torah. Parsha Mishpatim has many. As we continue in these more legalistic parshios, but all the, par- all the Torah <laughs> is there to... To teach us, and all the Torah is equal. So we'll start off with a detailed halacha, just out Derek Drush, and then we'll get back to the first passage. So, you know, the, the source of Messachus Babakamah is in this week's Parsha. The source of Messachus Bab is in this week's Parsha. Many Messachters are built on Sukkim in this week's Parsha. So, one of the halachas from Bab are the Shomrim, the different laws of, of guards, of a Shomer Chinam, a guard, somebody who watches uh, for free, a Shomer Socher, and then there's the halacha of a Shoel a borrower. A borrower, as the Pasuk tells us in Perachav HaBei's Pasuk Yud Gimel and Yudalet, a borrower is chayev for everything, no matter what happens, even if an ones occurs, even if there's an earthquake, even if the animal has a heart attack. A shoel is chayev, a shoel is responsible for everything, a borrower, for various reasons. There's only one time a shoel is patur, and that's what's called ba'alav imo. Without getting into specific details, but it basically means when the owner is with us. When the owner of the item is with the shoel, so then the Shoal is going to be Pater. G'zeris HaKasaf. That's the Halacha. Says Rabbi Bunim, let me tell you what that Halacha means for us. Even if we're not borrowing and owning. Kol Adam, source number one. K'ibal es nishmaso ve'ez chayev and Ashamayim. We are all Shoalim. We are all borrowing our nishames from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We borrow a neshama to use, to be able to serve our Kadesh Barachu with. Vahari Shoah Chayavah, Filoba is on everything, even something out of our control, even Onsim. So we turn to our Kadesh Barachu and say, Im how could a person ever be, be off the hook? We're going to be Chayavah on everything. Right, there's an Onase occurs, I can't serve Akadish Barachu properly. But we're Shoalim, we're showing our Neshama. Ashoah is on Onsim. Im Kate Katesad Yachal. <laughs> lift our Atzma'ah ha'averos. There's only one tour and that's ba'levimo. If the Balim, if a Kaddish Baruch is always with me, ba'levimo. Okay, then I'm pater. As long as I have Shivisi Hashem l'neigdi summit As long as I am with a I could be ba'ones. I could fall. We all fall sometimes. But as long as emo, lo yishalei then we're not going to have to pay. And that's what David HaMelech says in Tehillim, that we say throughout the month <laughs> the month of Elul. Hushamar David HaMelech? Ach shalti Me'is Hashem. al derech Drush. Not just Shaalti, I asked. Acha shalti One Neshama, a unique Neshama. Shaalti Me'is Hashem. Right? Ach Shaalti Ozan Esa Bore. Im Kain, if that's true, then what am I going to do? I'm going to be chayv in all situations. But continues David, but Osava cage, but you know what I ask? as long as I'm with a Balavimo, so then the Batur will continue to exist, and I will be I will be okay. That's a that's a Rabunim reading of a Halacha of She'ela in our Parsha and Parsha's Mishpat. Okay, then he, then the Torah puts this together with the Arim. Who quotes a passage later in the Torah, Lohi bit Avid biyakov, Lo Ra ama, be, Yisrael, Hashem doesn't see our sins when we when we violate when Hashem alokab Imo, Uthruas Malafa. When Hashem is the same idea when Hashem is with us. But we have to make sure a Qurish Baruch Hu is always with us. Shivisi Hashem Linegdi Samid, <laughs> the first Ramah in all of our chim quotes the Rambam in the Moran of Uchim, that we always have to have a Qurish Baruch Hu on our minds wherever we are. Okay, let's now go back to the beginning. In past years, we have spoken about the Vav. Today, we're going to speak about Mishpatim, the laws. What makes our laws unique? Rashi says, famous Rashi, We'll speak about the Vav a little bit now also. Whenever it says the word Eila, it's contrasting to what was said previously. Whatever. Eila told us Noah. But Ve'ela is being Mosif. Maharishonim af elu Misenai. Just like the previous, Parsha, Yisro, was from Harsinai, so too all of these details were from Harsinai also. All the details of all the Be'adam Machom and Be'adam Chavira in Mishpatim were all from Harsinai. Says Rav Yerucham. Two Rav Yeruchims tonight. Here's the first one. Says Rabbi Yerucham. Third line. Mishpite Ha'umos. U chalukim What's the message of this Rashi that it comes from Arsinai? Let's see. Says Rabbi Yerucham, all law of any nation in the history of the world and presently is very different than the law of the Torah. Mishpite haUmos yisodosam haskamas penei Adam lufi hazman v'hamakom b'tnaye hachayim shalatzeber shalahem. The laws of nations depend on, depends on the Haskama of the time and the place and the conditions of the life of the Tibur. <speaking in Hebrew> There's nothing inherently valuable or inherently true about any law in any law book of any nation. <speaking in> Hayome <Hebrew> you Today they're accepted, and tomorrow a generation will decide. Well, it shouldn't be accepted. And they decide different things. It depends on the people, the lawmakers, and the adv- and the wise men who make up the laws. We can't trust. That something is true because it's all based on external factors. It's based on societal needs. <speaking in Hebrew> you don't, you're not going to ask a stira between you know paragraph one and paragraph eight. But what do you mean? <speaking in Hebrew> How can you learn paragraph one, paragraph eight, and you have to come up with an answer? <speaking in Hebrew> right? You don't. You don't have any kashes. Those types of questions that. Every daf in Shas has is not asked on any other law because it's not a unified idea. There's nothing inherently true about it. It's based on practical needs. There's never has to be a shakla by all other areas of law. It's decided based on whatever is needed. Just give you a great example. My wife yesterday went to a medical conference. I watched the doctor. She went to a mental health conference, and there there was a certain non-Jewish professor from a European country who said that, well, mental, mentally um, unstable individuals, well, you know, if they're at a certain stage, we euthanize them. And last year, there was a country in the Netherlands that euthanized thirteen patients. Basically, they killed them. Why? Because. the there's no inherent truth. There's no inherent truth to any other law. It's based on what the society needs and wants. And it can make our skin, our skin, our body shake when we hear some of the laws. But then when we read our parsha, we say Ashreinu Matov Lo Torah. Says Yeruchum. Our our Torah is divinely inspired and divinely written. And it's ultimate truth. It's not that people come to it and decide. Man doesn't build the laws. A great line of Yerachim, the laws build the man. We carve ourselves to fit into the Torah. It's not that we carve out our Torah like other nations do. We carve ourselves. The Torah carves us. <coughs> As the Zohar says, the Torah preceded the world. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu looked into the Torah and created the world. The Torah is the blueprint. We are programmed to fit in to the Torah. Because after all, the Torah came first. Ganesh looked at the Torah and said, okay, I'm going to create something, to fit into these blueprints. So ultimately, our life and the whole world around us has to, has to fit in. And just as an example, he says on line 19, Well, there's such a thing called parents, and they're such a parents, you know what? It's a good idea to have a concept of honor your mother and your father. Keep it out of AIM. After all, there are parents. It says Rebbe is just the opposite. Because there's a mitzvah of keep it out of the AIM, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world with a system of parents and children. HaKadosh Baruch Hu could have created Adam HaRishon billions and billions of times over and over again. We'd all be created from the ground without parents. Why they're parents? Because there's a mitzvah of keep it out of the AIM. The chalil al omar shavei mochrachim. Oh, there has to be parents. Shu minus gamura. No, na fochu. Vishim the rutz torah la mitzvahs kibud because the Torah, which was written before the world, says that the mitzvah kibud of are the aim to fit into the Torah. That's why we have this relationship, and obviously there are other messages behind it as well. The nimsa l'fizeh shaloha av aim sibas mitzvahs <coughs> kibud elo la and again, this applies to many, many examples. Says Rabbi Rucham, that We're connected to our sinai. We're connected. It's not that we our laws come because there is a societal need which has to be filled. And just as another mushal related to this, I saw the Lekach Tov quotes this Rucham, and then he quotes another mushal. This part is I did not see in Rabbi Yoruchum's. So I think this is his, his own on the top of the next page. There's a building that's built. A Kablan builds a building and it's meant to be apartments. So there are apartments, there are hallways, there are bathrooms, there are kitchens. They built It's built with the blueprints in order to be apartments for people to live in. There are living rooms, sleeping, bedrooms, bedpach, aronot gear, closets, wonderful. What happens if one day, years down the road, you know the neighborhood is somewhat changing, they decide to make the building into a hospital. Make the building into a hospital. So now what? You got to knock down some walls. You got to do some construction. You got to move some plumbing. You have to do this, you have to do that. But acharei kechosako, even after everything is done, it's still not going to be a hospital. It will be a hospital. But it's not going to be, it would always be known and felt that, oh, this used to be an apartment building. Whenever something is changed from what it was built, you still feel it. You try to adjust, you try to fit in. We try to make the best of the situation. But if it wasn't built originally with this kavana in mind, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to dovetail in every different direction. It's not going to fit exactly. That's what he says. If one day, the purpose is switched. You have to switch a lot of the structure. Or it's a new purpose. You gotta break down some walls, make some rooms for the emergency room, and you have to do this, and you have to do that, you have to make nurses' stations, you have to do everything. But ultimately, if it wasn't built as a hospital, there's gonna be chisronot. There's gonna be things lacking. Huadin bi'in yindi dan. Says the lakh the world was created to live by Apiyah Torah. And the ultimate fulfillment that we can have in this world, is by living, following the instruction book. By following what HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells us. Adam that's why the world was created. Misi bazu adam gam kot and that's all of our kohots were given to us to be Avdei Hashem. And as long as we live with that motto of the Shivisi Hashem, as we mentioned earlier, Kozman Chai everything will have balance everything will have fulfillment and will fit perfectly in if we are totally connected to HaKadosh Baruch no matter what happens to us we're going to have Shabbos HaNafesh because we'll be fulfilling the purpose of the world and everything will be wonderful I mentioned in the past the amazing ha'ara that one made by Avram Avinu, by the Akedah he gets it, what happens the morning of the Akedah by Yashkim Avram he got up in the morning to go do the Akedah. He was able to sleep the night before? Fayashkim Avram Baboker? How could he sleep? We worry about so much less. Right? So many di- different issues and we can't sleep. And Avram Avino was able to sleep the night before. He was about to perform the Akedah. Why? Says the Shem Anatov in one context. Because he had the on Efesh. He's living totally. I'll pee what Hashem wants. So that's it. He wants me to do this? I'm fine. I'll go to sleep now. There's no problem because he fit in exactly to the purpose of the world, it was like the building, the world was created to live up ya Torah. Once we're not living up Torah, then ultimately there is no fulfillment, there is no true happiness. And that's why we see, people who are the happiest in life are not the people with the most gashmi, the most money, the most this. The people who are living the most fulfilling lives in Torah, Avoda, and Gemilas chasadim. But that all flows from the Eila HaMishpatim. Because our laws and the values of those laws are not based on human need or societal realities, but it's based on what HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided even before the world was created. And that's why, at the end, the more fulfilling an osher with an aleph, the more that type of life will be in our grasp first pass. next thought once we're on the topic of doctors at the end of the first aliyah as we know the two most famous words in all of the Torah for doctors maybe last week also four words two weeks ago but these two are up there as well at the end in a specific context of a person two people are fighting Verapo The Gemara tells us in Baba Kama, this is the rishus of a doctor, to be merape. A lot of halachic issues that come up with it. I wanted to share with you a thought that, that Rav Sarotskin says. Not, not a, it's a conversation that he once had. It's not a Torah. it's a Ha'ara. It's a Ha'ara based on Verapo Rav Sarotskin, as you know, lived about 100 years ago. Rapo Yarape. First, he quotes Rabbeinu Bachai. It's also the Shittah of Tosfes. The Ebenezer discusses this. Barapo uh, Yarapi. the Gemara tells us in Babakama, Mikancha Mikancha Nitzna Rishus Larofi L'Rapos. was given to a doctor to heal. Well, why would I have thought otherwise? Why would I have thought otherwise? A doctor needs Rishus? The answer is, if HaKadosh Baruch who makes somebody sick, maybe Barak Baruch wants them to be sick. Just like Tzara's. They don't go to a doctor. You go to a Kohen. You figure out a tshuva process. So the Rishonim discuss that there's rishos given, and maybe it'd be mechal to different types of illnesses, man inflicted, God inflicted. Either way, that is a discussion in the Rishonim. But then he says on line six, "V'kam mokomasi Askir. And again, it's a message, I guess, for both doctors and rabbanim and patients. Just a, a ha'ara that he has. I heard from my brother-in-law, Marner of Iron Vulcan, of Bez in the Pinsk. Shapama achas Badak Oso Arofiam a first son, there was a certain famous doctor who was also Yureshamayim, he wrote Svarim on the on Hilkos Mitsitsa. Okay. The Meshach Kamo shows Limso Machla Primis. He was checking, he was checking something. <coughs> a doctor was listening to a patient. Vishall Osogisi, Lomanago Arofim, Haragilim Livdoke Tachola rakhamisha saragaim. Why is it that a lesser quality doctor just spends a couple of minutes? very quick, with the patient, shows shows, and you're the expert, so you know even more. And you spend hours and hours. And it's a We know the best doctors out there, and the best, they give whatever time in the world, because other people will wait online for them. Why is that? Why do you give so much time? He asked this great doctor. And he answered, Darko Bakal he says, This is what the Chola needs. But let's continue to what he says. Let me explain. There's another type of doctor that I like to mention. The doctor answered. What type of doctor is that? The soul doctor. The Hema Harabanim. haroim Trafus. The spiritual doctor. Let's say a. Animal will be brought right. 150 years ago, this is very common. An animal is brought, kosher, not kosher. Looking at the neck, Shari gamla hemye shefer refuos. Right, there are medical books about how to decide this case. It's known as shas and poskim. So is the shulchan aruch. and they have to decide im habehema im and they have to decide kosher, not kosher, focusing on the animal, and sometimes. This type of doctor, the spiritual doctor, might spend hours and hours and hours and days before they give an answer. Sometimes you bring a the a What are they asking? Are they asking to heal this animal? No, the animal's dead already. And these spiritual doctors, they're not asked to give a... Healing. Just describe to me what it is in front of you. That's all they're asked to do. Right? Please tell me. Kosher or not kosher? Just describe what you see in front of you. And also, this is not about life and death. It's just money. It's just money. Tell me what this is. It's just about money. And even though it's they're not giving advice. And even though it's not about life and death, look how much time these spiritual doctors put into an answer. The Alpha Pig in lo harav shows al shows until he gives an answer. Sometimes he, he waits till the next day. The one, somebody once came to the chazonish and said, "Rebbe, I just I have a, just have a little, little question to ask you. The chazonish says there's no, there's no such thing as a little question. It says, sheilak it says There's no such thing as a little question. If it's Torah and you're asking it, so then it's, then it's important and it's, and it's infinitely valuable. Says the doctor continuing, so this Rob, this spiritual doctor is focusing even though he's not giving advice, he's just stating what he sees in front of him. And if that's true, so now you come to my job, you come to me as a medical professional, what, is, what am I brought? I am brought a live person who's not just asking me what's in front of me and he's not just asking me for how much of my wallet he wants. This is life and death. This is serious issues. This is the goof of a person. And you have to do all these checks. So I'm going to be any less than a spiritual doctor? Maybe there's even more on the line in a certain sense. Right? Ach gamlim so for I have to prescribe medicine. Sometimes a rub does that too. How can I do chuba for something? But okay. It's not just monetary. It's about life and death. is And yet there are some that don't take the patient so seriously? He says. Says, I learned from the spiritual doctors. I learned from the spiritual doctors. Verapo yarape. Maybe that's the double message, the double uh, was shown in the Torah. Again, maybe it's something that rabbanim could think about, and doctors could think about, and we can all think about in terms of the seriousness of Torah. Besides, maybe a kavachomer. We have to realize when somebody asks us a question, it's important if they're asking it to us, and we have to take it seriously. Just a haara conversation that took place a number of decades ago. Now we get back to another issue. Another conversation, actually. Two conversations tonight. Which conversation? A conversation that Rav Nevinzal once had with Rav Shlomo Zalman. Rav Shlomo Zalman's favorite Masechda was Masechda's Baba Kama. That's what they say. Rav Nevinzal said at one point in his life, he asked Rav Shlomo Zalman and it was not at the end but he asked him. He's like he mentioned her to two of Yeah, I, I, I've gone through it more than sixty times. Baba Kama was different. Rabbanim have their their misheta. Baba Kama, and we know the beginning of Baba Kama talks about the four Abus Nazikin. One of them being Bor. If you look in Parachaf of Pasuk Gimel in our Parsha, we have the halacha of digging a pit. The Chiyiftach is Bar. Okiyichra is V'lo If a man opens or digs a pit, and somebody else's ox or donkey falls in, he has to pay. He's responsible for his pit. So we read this halacha and we do the rashis and we're not so excited about this halacha because what does this have to do with my life? Sure, bar, I'm not digging any pits. You know, if there's a pit, then the city has to fix it. It's a pothole on the street. What does does bar have to do with my life? Loma Zalman had bar fit into his life. Rav Azalman read Mesechas Baba Kama and it was alive. What we would call a Torah schayim. How so? Let's read. Rav writes this in his Sichos to Yom Kippur. In the back of Sichos the Yom Kippurim, he has his biography of his rabbi, Rav Azalman, And he writes, makes this Ha'ara. Shamati Imenu, line 5, Binyani Baba Kama, I once heard of Shlomo give a p'sak using Parshas mishpatim, In the not-so-distant past, when you went to buy salt or sugar or any spice, they didn't have packaged spices or bags like we have. They had big open sacks. Right? You put the spoon in, you put it on a scale, you waited then and you brought it home. It wasn't labeled. No, you took it kilo you put it in a small bag, like some as we have now. We have like big, big things of nuts or candies, you take out a bunch, you put it on the scale. Vine kara, what happened one time? a storekeeper made a mistake. la What happened one time? Lo oh, and behold, it wasn't labeled. He made a mistake. Instead of giving sugar, he gave salt. Gave salt. Hey, Boa, bite What happened? They brought it home and they cooked everything with this. In quotes, sugar. And afterwards, they realized everything was ruined. All the soups and all the food. Everything was ruined. The shaila is: Does the storekeeper have to pay? What do you mean, pay? He's ready to give the soul. Does he have to pay for the fish? Does he have to pay for the kugel? Does he have to pay for everything that was ruined because of his mistake? After all, it's indirect what we would call a grama in Nezek. Indirect, usually grama in Nezek is punter. if I indirectly damage somebody. It says of Shlomo Zalman, he's what do you mean Yishayev? What does it have to do? Where, where in Mesechah's bar? He says this is before Eshkemara. Where in Baba Kama does not talk about this case? So we would read Baba Kama, we wouldn't find it. Says Shalom Salman, putting a couple of sodas together, there's something called on line 13, Bar HaMisgalgel. Towards the beginning of Baba Kama, if I a bar doesn't only have to be a pit. If I leave a dangerous item in the street, and somehow people kick it to a different area in the street, and then something gets damaged there. A bar hamizgalgel, Galgel, a bar that rolls. It's like a in that case. For bar, says Shlomo Zalman, we have a case of bar galgel The V'chenvani, the storekeeper, created a situation of hezek. It moved to a certain different area and did damage there. Says Shlomo Zalman, the salt slash sugar is a case of Bar Galgal. Bar galgal Line 15. Baruch HaBematat Sh'tchi Adar Maor Plia, Cesar If you look on the surface, what does one to do with the other one? The Achenvari Mochar Bor? The Thechenvari didn't sell a pit? Yishlo Bor betokzak HaMelach? No. Baruch Shlomo Zaman read the Gemara and he related it to life. He read the Psukim in the Torah and he says, this is life. He took the Yisodos. And he said, "The sugar, which is salt, the chen vani is chayev. It's not just grama. He created a bar that then rolls and ends off. Of Shlom, Reb Nevinzal, you could read the entire Maseches Baba Kama and not get Baba Kama. Efravadas Kol Mashakasu B'Maseches Baba Kama Mila B'Mila. You can know it by heart. Mi Belili Asim Zos B'Chanus Ha'Makol She'Beschuna. I can know Baba Kama by heart." But then I can go into the store, and nothing that I learned has anything to do with what's in the store. Rosh Zalman did not bifurcate, he didn't separate what was in the base madrash and what was in life. He took it with him, Torah Chaim. Torah Chaim. Okay. Moving right along. Perachav Gimel now. After a number of the mitzvos, Perachav Gimel, Pasik Chav Vav. Perachav Gimel, Pasik Chav we have now towards the end of the parsha. Says the Torah, Hashem says, I am sending a malach in front of you. In front of you. Why a malach? Nope. because we we've shown him. Look here in Rashi in the Rabban Was this a punishment? See Rashi here? Khan basru? Sha'asid lachto? Here, Hashem is implying that they're going to sin in the future. It's not going to be me. It's going to be a shliach. The Ramban says otherwise. Okay. Hashem is sending a malach l'shmarkcha ba'derech v'lahaviyachah el hamakom asher And to bring you to the place which I have established, which I have prepared. Again, every single parsha in the Torah has something to do with Eretz Yisrael. Has some reference Of the destiny of Klal Yisrael, there. He shomer mi panavushma be kolot amer bo. Be careful. Kiloyisal afishachem kishmi bekirbo. And he continues. Imshamo atishma bekolo vaasizo sh'adaber, If you listen to me, vechulu, then you get all the brachas in the world. What do you have to do? You have to go into Eretz Yisrael. You have to break down the Avodah Zara. V'yavatam b'shemal kechem uveirchas lach machal. Give you many brachas. Vasirosi machlo mikirbecha. You won't be sick. No one will miscarry. Everybody will have children. I will fill up the number of your days. That is the phrase that we're going to focus on for a moment. If you look in the Balaturim, I didn't give it to you, but it's quoted at the beginning of source number six. The Balaturim quotes, there are two other similar psukim phrases to us, mispar yamecha There's one pasuk, vaotsro sehem amale. I will fill up their storehouses, right? Also amale. And then we have a third pasuk, ufi right. That was the pasuk in Mishlei. And then you have a pasuk in eov ufi amale tochachot. My mouth I will fill with rebuke. Pia amale tochachot. Three times the word amale appears. The Balatourim puts it together. And our job is to figure out, what's he trying to tell us? Balaturim is always very cryptic. I mentioned the Tur, the author of the Balaturim has a separate sefer of the Torah Torah, where he is an expanded Ramban. It's Ramban plus. Much of what he says is based on the Ramban, but he has expanded. But then he had Parparos, which he wrote along with the, the Torah, which is the more famous section, the Balaturim. And he quotes these three Pesukim, Es Mitzvah Yamecha and Pi amale So what is the connection? Let's read the words of Avram Shore right here in the Halakha He start, <coughs> starts off with a with a Reb it Says Ripsaduk in the pre tsadik, one of his farm. Diadua, line six. Ki haAdam Nivra Baolam Leos Khan Misbarshanim Kitsuvos. Each of us has a designated time that we are on this earth. As close to 120 as Kurdish Brachul gives us a designated amount of time, the who l'malos kal yamim eilu ba'avodas habore. Our job is to fill as many moments in our life with avodas Hashem, with fulfilling moments that we will be proud of. Whatever it is, whatever mitzvah we're involved in, we have a certain amount of minutes that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us, and as many of those minutes that we can fill, we have to fill Right, the Zohar Kaddash a, has, a, has a passage where it says that really every day of our life is a page in a book. We're all writing a book. It says, told us Adam. And every page in the, in the book is another day of our life. We want to fill up as many pages as possible. We don't, we don't, we don't want to, to have to skip too many pages. Not, this page is not really, you don't want to focus on that one. You can turn the page. No. Every day we have to try to fit, and not just every day, every moment, says Rabbi love. Every moment, there's an avoda for that moment. We mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. There's avoda that we do in the base madras. There's avoda that we do on the street. There's avoda that we do at work. There's an avoda everywhere. As many days of the 120 years that we can bring with us, we have to. If we don't, if we've missed some, says Rabbi If we've missed some days, we have to figure out a way. Is there a way to fill those days? Is there a way to make up if I have missed? Is there a way to get like double credit, right? Double hours? How can I get double hours? to try to make up for some of the previous hours. Is there a way if I don't go down the Gilgal Neshamas route like some, some Rishonim do? Let's say we don't, we're trying to focus on the Nigla in this year. So what is it? Says the Preetzadik, we want to be like Avram Avinu, Baba Yamin, coming with all his days. So what can we do? Says the Preetzadik now in the second column, there is a way to fill, to earn double hours and triple hours. What is that? The middle column. Hashem says, I will fill your days. I will give you the opportunity to fill out your days. Because nobody's perfect. We all miss some moments. And when we're younger, we might miss even more moments because maybe we weren't as mature as we should have been. What's the promise of our pasik? Esmispa Yamecha, the number of your days, amale, I will allow you to fulfill. How? If you try to focus on your double hours, to gathering in your Avoda, fill it in. This is a chesed of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He even says the word Amale is gematria chesed. Okay, so what is the Eitzah? That's, that's the pre tzadik talking. So, what is the Eitzah? Well, so, there are different ideas. But says now, or, I'm sure, the following idea: Hadab Pashit, where it's underlined. Kiba Eisha Adam, maybe Adam Acherli Deyahadus. You know how we do it? If we bring someone else closer to Hashem. If we bring. Connection to a Baruch in the life of another. So then, everything that he does, I'm getting credit for too. So if I'm Makarif somebody, if I teach somebody, whether it's our children, or our friends, or our colleagues, or anybody, if anybody has the schutz to give a shear ever, says Rab Avram that's a possibility, to fill up our lives, because we're not just living for ourselves then. Everybody who have, we have lit the fire for them, that we have inspired, they're also on our tab. And by the way, this applies even after 120 years. Even after 120, we could still earn and fill up our days. Whoever we inspired and whoever they inspired, it keeps going. He says that's why there is such a tshuva movement in our generation. Why are so many bali tshuva? Why? Because we need that in our generation. We have to fill up so much. Hu gives us so many chances. You He's giving us a help. help. we of the Meshicha. We don't want Mashiach to come, and we'll still be lacking. The so Chacham gives us all these possibilities, all these ways to be able to fill up our our days. Says the B'vam Shor. Now let's think about the Psukim of the Balaturim. Es yamecha amale. The days I will allow you to fulfill how? <laughs> By filling up your storehouses, filling up your storehouses. How do you fill up your storehouses? What's the last post- storehouses of, of days and years? How do you fill it up? with the last passage post- from you Ufi amale tochachos. <laughs> My mouth I will fill with tochacha. <laughs> What's tochacha? <laughs>? Literally rebuke. <laughs> but in a way that's inspiring to others. He says beautifully, what's the word tohacha from? So we spoke it a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about in the mitzvah shir, tohche, chazay, misakh, and the word to prove. We prove to the person who they really are. So Rabbi Mishra is a little differently. He says tohacha is from the word toch. We say something that can get to their insides, that can get to their primias. It's not just going to fall off because it's not said in the proper way. It's said too harshly. No, Inyan Tochacha in the next column. Eino davka divrei musr ve divrei kvushin. No. Rak tolacha milasha Tokh. Beautiful. She nechnasin dvarov letoch lev chaveiro. Tochacha has to be Tokh. If it's not going to be Tokh, then it's stops screaming at them. It's not going to work. That's not tochacha. Ubozeh harimahah bich libo letova. Vizuia eitza. Bech leishenu chalobo lidea samisparyamecha amale. All three psukim of the Balaturim. connect. Hashem's gonna fill up our days. If we fill up our storehouses with Torah Mitzvahs, how do we do that? Pi amale tochachos. If we fill our mouths, as Eof, as is written in Eof. Nimsa! So what's the Eitzah? We have to go out and inspire others. We can't just live for ourselves. Even if it's somebody very close to us, that also counts. It could be a spouse, it could be a child, it could be a sibling. It could be a parent, it could be a friend, it could be a colleague, it could be a stranger. It could be a stranger. If we do something on the street and somebody who's not from sees us and we make a Kiddush Hashem, we've just filled up our days. They're inspired. So, to believe in HaKadosh Baruch to give chizik, to all of those. And with that, we will have a chilek in their lives. And we could use their years to fill up what was chaser in our lives. <coughs> okay. We continue. There's another piece here in the of Libob. We're not going to do it inside. Feel free to do it. Two more paragraphs there. But uh, we're going to leave it. We're going to go to the Divrei Mordechai. This is also a take home Divrei Mordechai. Anybody has to speak at a Simcha the Shabbos. Here's your Vart. Anybody has to speak at a Simcha anytime. Says the Divrei Mordechai, here's the thought. We know that the Gemara tells us in Mesachus Megillah. I did not give you the Gemara. you quotes part of it at the beginning. The story of the Septuagint. The story of the translation of the Torah into Greek. One of the three reasons we fast on Asarabatabes. We fast because of the Ezra Sofer died on the 9th of Teves, the 8th of Teves was the Septuagint, and on the 10th of Teves was the day that they surrounded the walls. That's when the siege started. Three reasons the um, early sources quote. So one of the tragedies, the translation of the Torah, why was it so tragic? Because the magic of the Torah, the words of the Torah, all the hidden messages, all the reading between the lines, even the tagin teach us so much. So when it was translated, it was just like the goof; It lost its neshama. Whenever this Torah is translated, it lost to the neshama. That's why he was so trashed. Okay. But either way, as we know the story, the Torah tells us in the Testament Aleph that Tamayi Amalech brought together 72 Zakanim and didn't tell them what they were going to do. He put them into 72 different rooms and he told them, translate the Torah for me. Translate the Torah for me. He was the king. Amo Obrera. They didn't have a choice. They all translated the Torah. But miraculously, the nace that took place was each of them made 10 changes. Each of them made changes and they each were machaving to the same changes that their friends made. Changes that they knew Talmai would not not appreciate a certain way it was written in the Torah. You know, Talmai's wife was named Arneves, so they had to change Arneves, which was a rabbit, which is a non-kosher animal. Okay. They had to change certain things that they, they changed. Okay. By each one, though, you have to ask, so why did Hashem write it this way? By each one that they changed. By Arnevis, why does Hashem write it? Because that's not kosher animal. But for example, Baraeches Bar Elokim. They said they all wrote Elokim Bara Baraeches instead of Baraeches Bar Elokim because Baraeches Bar Elokim sounds like Chas v'Shalom. In the beginning, someone created God. Baraeches Bar Elokim. That's why they didn't want to have that. So they wrote Elokim Bar Baraeches. Hashem created creation. Wonderful. But now the question is: So why did Hashem write it? Baraeches Bar Elokim if it's so confusing. So the Midrashim deal with that. Bereshis, Bishvil Ratius. Bishvil uh, Am Yisrael, Bishvil HaTorah, Bishvil Bikurim, all the different messages. Okay, that's why it says it that way. But there's one of the Pesukim in our Parsha. One of the Pesukim that was changed is in our Parsha. All the way at the end. Perich Dalit. Perich Dalit is Maimed Sinai take two. We had Mayim Arsini Sinai take one in Parsha Yisrael. In Farakh of Dalad and Mishpatim, we have Maimon Sinai take two. Naseb and Ishma is in our Parsha. It's not in last week's Parsha. It's only here. Last week we had Naseb. This week we have Naseb and Ishma. So the Psukim say describe that Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Ar-Sinai and Aaron was closer after him, and then the Zakanim, Bakulu, and Mraiswa said Naset. Pasik <laughs> <He got up. laughs> They built the It was shtei masechim atzeiv. Hashem Yisrael. es Yisrael. And he sent the na'are b'nei Yisrael. Who were the na'are b'nei Yisrael? Rashi quotes the Bechoros <laughs> the firstborns. At this stage of history, the firstborns were still doing the avoda. It didn't switch to the kohanim yet, because this was pre Agel. It didn't switch yet. So the na'areim were doing it. Va'yalu They brought olos and shlamim. And then Moshe took the blood and sprinkled it half on the mizbeach, half on the Am. We discussed Rafuner a couple of years ago with an amazing thought on that Pasik. That must have been in the first year, five years ago. To say for Abris, Moshe read it and they said, Naase v'nishma. Wonderful. So, this phrase, Pasikhe, Va'yishvach es Naare v'na Yisrael. That was one of the words that was changed by the elders. Naare, the youths. That's not so much for, for a Kadesh Baruchu. And Maimon Arsini, Moshe Rabbeinu, giving the Torah, he's going to use the kids, Nare Bnei Yisrael. So they changed the word to Zatute, Zatute, the officers. Oh, that's something. That's That's what. That's what, uh, that's what Talmai could understand. Good. The Shiloh then is. So why does it say Na'areh in the Torah? Why did Hashem make it? that the Naarim, which were the young firstborns, were used. Kach yesh lishol, of Mordechai Eliyahu. Line 11. So They had to change it. mi Why didn't they change it? Got to give a reason. Says of Mordechai Eliyahu, the difference between Naarim and zatute. Is a major hashkafic difference between the religion of Judaism to any other religion on earth. There's a different focus, different focus. What do you mean? What's the focus? Line twenty six. Who is the focus of religious ceremonies and religiosity, spirituality in all other nations? The elders the mature adults, those, those are the ones that should focus on spirituality and Ruchnius. You're going to teach a child about God on a serious level. You're going to make them study so, such a young age to educate them from the start. That's a Jewish concept. The idea of Chinuch, the idea that there's something called Lo Higia LeChinuch, Chinoch, LeChinuch, Machilin We're so worried. What are we allowed to do with the child? I'm not allowed to do with the child. The educational systems that we have in place. Na'arim plays center stage in Yahadus. We don't forget the children. We left the children in. We focus on the children. What did Paro say? You want to serve God? Fine. Who's going to serve God? Take the men, take the adults. Who else is serving God? What does Moshe Rabbeinu say? Bin nelech. We're taking everybody. We take the whole family. Spirituality isn't just for the men, the older men, going into some far-off forest. It's for the whole family. Hakel. I've mentioned in the past. Hakel, the last second of the last mitzvah in the Torah. Everybody goes to the of Amikdash. Men, women, and children. Adler, The Rebbe Lachlam Sofer points out. We mentioned this. Hakel, wouldn't it be a much more spiritual experience just to go yourself? Imagine in the base of the strollers and the and the and the this and the that. It's like the toddlers just can't imagine millions and millions. If anybody that's close to being at the CMA Hashas, it was most it was pretty pretty amazing, but it was mostly adults and teenagers, and not not too many babies, not too many toddlers there. Imagine if they were. A stadium fill, 10 stadiums fill, with screaming babies and toddlers? Like, like how spiritual could that experience be? I mean, with, with children all over and diapers and... But that's the mitzvah. Cesar of Nassan Adler. We have to give a little bit. Because that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. A similar idea, just to mention, it just came up on Tamar's Daph, that's why it's not here. Tamar's Daph tells us, G'dolach, Achnasas Archem Yosher HaKadosh Baruch Hu is talking to God, says the Meiri, even though you've got to gotta go down a little bit. You're talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, talking to the angel, talking to guests. Yes, you're doing a mitzvah, but is that as, a, as much a spiritual experience, says the Meiri, but that's not what we're about. We're about following what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, involving guests, involving children, even if it means sacrificing a little bit, doing the best we can under the circumstances, says, the moreach bradivrei moreachai. That's why it says naare in the Torah. Yeah, tamai zatute. But we say naare because we're about family. We're about involving the children, right? What does the Brisa say in the Sechah Sukkah? Daf He quotes it, line thirty-one. Tino posetech mevudaber. Charles starts to speak. Torah tzivavano Moshe. Right away. Was a talk about in, in Pirkei Yavos. Asher Yolanda told the Rishonim says he used to bring the cribs to the Beis Hamikdash to just feel the for the, the spiritual ideas that were floating around. Yadus starts at age one day. That's when it starts. That's array And that's what defines who we are. But Hamei Yavin had to use this. Feel free in the Simcha that you will use it at. Okay, we continue. Two more thoughts for the evening. Two more, three more. Okay, three more. So to fit it in. Rav Yerucham. Second Rav Yerucham. Let's go to Peruch Abdallah Pasegud. I thought I mentioned this in past years, but didn't see it on record, so either way, it's worth repeating. Pasegud. Moshe Ereinu did the Avoda at the Maibad Arsini. Moshe Ereinu go up. Vayiru, Es Yisrael. They saw, so to speak, whatever they saw, whatever divine vision they saw of God. V'tachas Raglov, under his feet, Obviously, this is not meant to be taken literally. God doesn't have a goof. But some type of vision under his feet. There were bricks. But it was also like beautiful, heavenly, pure simple. <coughs> Rashi. What's going on here? Again, very hard possible to understand. So Rashi tells us what the message is at least. They saw bricks next to God, whatever that means. Why bricks? Rashi. Hehei silafanet b'shas hashibud. Hashem kept bricks next to him, while Bnei Yisrael were Meshubad. were subjugated him in, in Egypt. Liskart sarasen shel Yisrael to remember the tsaros shay mishubadim b'mais silafanim. They were mishubad. Hashem kept bricks at his feet. Next line, uke'atz hashemayim latoar mishenigalu hayar bechet velafanet. And when they were redeemed, great light, wonderful. As Rav Yeruchem. Does HaKadosh Baruch Hu need bricks to remind him what's going on in life? HaKadosh doesn't need bricks. So obviously, the bricks are there to teach something to us. What are we supposed to learn about the bricks? Says Rav Yerucham. We all know the mitzvah, we all know we're supposed to feel for others. It's a very hard mitzvah. We have to do whatever we can to try to put ourselves in the other person's shoes. After he quotes Rashi, he says on top, Even a Baruch Barak who is the ultimate who hates him, who hates him, who hates him, who who a person has to put himself into the situation to feel the Tzarus. So many stories about great Rabbanim who weren't involved in World War II, the Shoah, Rahman al-Litzlan, but wherever they were, they slept on the floor those years. How could I sleep on a bed when what's happening to Achinu Bnei Yisrael? We have to do something physically. The Medrash talks about that when Moshe Rabbeinu went out of the palace by Yarbis of Losan, he started schlepping with them. That's how Moshe Rabbeinu felt it. He didn't just look. He didn't just listen. He felt it. If we think we really feel and we're fulfilling to the nth degree, the chiv of chesed, of feeling for somebody else, we haven't. We have to be involved. No say ba'olim chavero. Chazal say, we have to carry the load with our friend. Not just say, I feel, yes, no, we have to do whatever we can in order to involve ourselves in their lives and help them. Both at times of Tzarus, where Yoruchim says it's easier to feel for somebody, and at times of Simcha, and at times of happiness. He says very bitingly, he says, how many times do we hear someone go, oh, Mazel Tov. He says, we're liars. We're liars. Mazel Tov, what are we doing? Mazel Tov. Right? We're wishing good Mazel to this person. Do we really have kavana when we say that? Who are we fooling, says Reb We hear somebody had a baby. Oh, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, Mazel tov. We're not thinking about anything. That's just the reaction that we do. Right, by birth, dying and we usually feel it more. we have deal. But Mazel Tov, says Reb let's have a little kavana by the Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov. Right, I once, I once had the experience. I got an aliyah many years ago, and I came down from the bema, and somebody says to me, shakes my hand, and says, Yashar kochacha. I'm like, wow, he meant it. Shkoyach. What is a shkoyach? That's what we do. We say shkoyach. We don't even know what shkoyach means. He's, it makes such an impression. Yashar kochacha, or chazaku baruch. Right, the Sephardim habit to say it a little better. Right? Shkoyach. says Yeruchim. had a brick. We have to do as much as we can to feel to be real in our wishes, to be real in what we say, in what we in what we express, we have to do what we can. Okay, one last one, two more thoughts. One more derech melitsa, not a joke, but kind of a the David Mordechai. so it was us on the next page it was open, so it's here, and then we'll do the final thought. The last pasuk in the parsha. We spoke about the Ebenezer at the end of the Parsha in the past. The last Puzzle in the Parsha says that Moshe Rabbeinu was up on our Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights. He didn't eat. He didn't drink. And Sefer it says that explicitly in the Torah. Did he sleep? That's his question. All it says in the Torah is that he didn't eat and he didn't drink. Did Moshe Rabbeinu sleep? That's also not humanly possible. You can't go three days without sleeping. If somebody makes a shvua, they're not going to sleep for three days. We give him malchus and we make him sleep right away. So the Torah says he didn't eat, didn't drink. What about sleeping? So two points. So first he says it's in brackets and he says Derech Melitza. He says they say over about a person who once came to a miser. Came to a Kamsan Gadol. And he went inside and he was really hungry and he wanted something to eat and the miser, balabaius didn't want to give him anything to eat. Okay. So he says, Chaval Shabbat akshav. He says, I just, I just finished eating. Just finished like, I can't believe I missed it. Okay. Can at least use a bed? Yeah, sure. Go in. So the person goes into the room, and he starts snoring out loud to make sure the guy thinks that he's sleeping. Right? When he says that, the Balabai says, oh, okay, guys, let's bring it out. And they bring out a five-course meal, and wonderful, after the, after the Arach walks out, and he says, oh, I woke up, oh, you're eating, wonderful. So he says, oh, I thought you were sleeping. He says, you thought I was sleeping? You can't sleep unless you eat first. So it says, maybe Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't able to sleep for that. Pashadu, he says, says the child doesn't get off the ground. He says, what? Moshe Rabbeinu, sleeping? How could you sleep? while hearing the Dvar Hashem. Eating and drinking you might need, but sleeping? He says, of course he didn't sleep. And then he just adds on. b'ashamayim, we know Moshe Rabbeinu learned, kolat backwards, forwards, every chiddish that would ever take place in the future, Moshe Rabbeinu learned. That's pretty fast learning even in 40 days and 40 nights. Just the Ha'ara that the, 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 the Ramon Ha'aliyah makes is that we can't fathom the type of student Moshe was, and we can't fathom the type of Rebbe HaKadosh Baruch Hu was. And what might take a person a lifetime, he quotes the story of the Arizal. The Arizal was once taking uh was sleeping a little bit in the afternoon, and he was mumbling something while he was sleeping. And after he woke up, his Talmud said, Rebbe, what were you mumbling? He says... I was just being shown some secrets in Shamayim. If we were to live 80 lifetimes, I wouldn't be able to express to you or have the time to explain to you what's, what I saw and what was expressed. So the Arizah was on a certain level too. But Kavachomer, Moshe Rabbeinu, so he fitted into 40 days. Okay, two haras. Now let's get to the last point. base.., Yudbeis. Chavtalad Yudbeis. Again, a message for life. Hashem says to Moshe, go up the mountain, be there, remember the katzger Vayesham, got to be on the mountain. Ve'etno luchos Torah asher Kasafti I will give you the luchos Evan and the Torah and the mitzvah that I wrote. Asher kasavti laHarosam." Says the Meshachachma, 13. Asher Kasafti that Hashem wrote, Lo al haTorah What is the phrase, the last phrase in the pasuk, referring to? I'll give you the luchos and the Torah and the mitzvah that I wrote. What's I wrote referring to? Hashem already wrote the Torah and the mitzvah. Only the luchos were in at this time. Well, we're talking about the the, the Kabbalistic Torah, the Tzakal Bara Alma. That was written. It wasn't written yet. Only the luchos were in. So Asher Kasati is referring to the first part of the pasuk. Says the Meshulachakma beautifully. No, no, no. The Torah was written already, and the mitzvahs were everything was written already. It just wasn't written in the way we think it was written. The Gemara tells us in Masechas Eir Daf Kuf. He quotes it. Il Mali Torah. If the Torah wouldn't have been given, we would still be able to learn major ideas from nature. Hayalamedim Snius Mechatul Minamala. Arias from Ayona, Yona, Deracharis, Bitarnego. Just looking at nature, we'd be able to learn so much of what Baruch Hu wants from us. It says the Meshechachma. I gave you everything that I wrote. What is that I wrote? Asher Kasafti Besefer Hateva Asher Yatsarti. That I wrote in my world. I created the world. God's fingerprint is all over the universe. This is the sefer of Hashem. You look into the galaxies and the universe. Kadosh Baruch Hu is screaming out at us. Kadosh Baruch Hu's fingerprint is all over the universe, all over the world. Hashem says, "I gave you Asher Kasafti I'm giving you the, the luchos, the Torah, the mitzvah that I've written in the world. All we have to do is to open up our eyes. The famous Rambam. You don't want to know how to get to Avos Hashem and Yiras Hashem. Just look around. Just look around. The Ram says, If a person looks around at all the Brias of, of the world and they see the Chachma, locates, we see the which just start studying science. Miyad. This that very second will be unbelievable. To be close to Hashem. And at the very same moment. Will feel so small, like a tiny little insect in the world of Malachim, in the world of, of constellations, Amas Hashem and Hashem at the exact same moment, running from, a, from God and to, towards God. But that's the Meshachachma. Asher Kasafti Lahorosa. Check out my Torah that I wrote. Wait, I write the Torah? The whole world is a Kurdish Baruch who's, uh, handprint. And his fingerprints are all over. We just have to open our eyes in order to appreciate it and to recognize it. Okay, we'll stop here. And, Hashem, we will continue. Again, feel free. Everybody wants to join us. com. Our OU family is invited to to check out the uh, the website where, Hashem we will have a place to have the Parsha Shirim in the future.